Good morning and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via a text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. Hey there, and good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Glad you're with us on June the 13th at 74 degrees here in downtown Champaign. And again, that chance of showers and thunderstorms today. Glad you're with us wherever you might be listening, whether it's in your car, whether it's in your home, in your garden, whether you're streaming here locally or nationally or internationally. We're pleased to have you along for the ride today here on Penny for Your Thoughts. You heard the phone numbers, 3569397. You can always text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357, or email us, talk at wdws.com. How is your Wednesday going so far? Busy day yesterday, another busy day today here on Penny. We're scheduled to visit with the governor of Illinois, Bruce Rauner. Uh, he is supposed to ring in here in just a couple of minutes, and if that uh, schedule holds, we'll have him on, talk for a few minutes with him. We'll have some open line time after that, up until the top of the hour. We had uh, planned some open line time just after 10 today, but then late yesterday, uh, Dan Walsh, the Champaign County Sheriff, their office is over the Champaign County EMA and some other emergency services, and uh, he, they put out a release late yesterday in regards to the sirens, no sirens, uh, from uh, Sunday afternoon, and uh, Dan's going to come in and kind of walk us through that, what the procedures are for sounding tornado sirens, how come they didn't go off this time, uh, what are plans for the future. We'll talk that uh, issue with him just after the news at 10. We'll have some more open line time uh, in between that, and then the uh, cast from Greece, uh, the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company, going to put on Greece starting tomorrow through uh, into the weekend over at Parkland. So we'll uh, get into that a little bit, have some music for you at the end of the show. So kind of a busy uh, couple of hours today. We'll take our opening break, and we'll get it started here on Penny for Your Thoughts after this timeout. Welcome back. Penny for Your Thoughts underway here on a Wednesday. 3569397 is how you can join us. You can text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, or email us, talk at wdws.com. Brian Barnhart with you this morning on Penny for Your Thoughts. And as a plan, we've got the governor of the state of Illinois with us, Governor Bruce Rauner. Governor, how are you? Brian, good morning. I'm very well, sir. How are you doing? Good. You're making the rounds around the state today. I guess you're back in town, what, later today, right? Yeah, that's right. Yesterday we uh, we left Springfield early. We were in the Metro East in Belleville, and then we were in uh, Marion and Ducoin last night. And today I'm on my way to Marion, uh, from Marion up to uh, Robinson, where we're going to the Marathon Refinery. Then I'm going to Effingham. And then I'm very excited to come up to Champaign-Urbana today. We're going to meet with U of I officials and talk about the wonderful announcements in the budget that's going to benefit the U of I. Yeah, tell us about that. Uh, what are you going to take a look at today? Yeah, no, it's very exciting. The U of I is such a wonderful institution. I'm a huge advocate for the U of I, always have been. I didn't attend there, but so many of my friends did. And it's such a uh, key economic engine for the state. I have fought for years to get more funding and more support for the U of I, and we were able to get that done in the uh, new balanced budget that we got through the General Assembly uh, at the end of May. 
we got half a billion dollars more uh, in uh, capital coming to the U of I uh, to help the U of I grow in Champaign, but also expand its influence and its benefit uh, impact in Springfield and Rockford, Peoria, and Chicago. So we can really grow the U of I and help grow technology and innovation and research led by the U of I. So I'm very excited about it. Yeah, I guess you're going to be taking a look, what, at the uh, electrical and computer engineering building, right, with some lawmakers today? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Senator Chapin Rose in particular, he's been a great leader, great advocate for the U of I. Uh, We're going to go back to the engineering school where I've been many times, and we're going to talk about all the wonderful things we're going to help the U of I expand. It's very exciting. Governor Bruce Rauner with us for a few minutes this morning on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. Well, the the budget is signed, sealed, and delivered. You signed it, I think it was early last week. Um, What did you like about that budget and the whole process this time? Because uh, I think some people were surprised, hey, you got it done on time, and Tell me what uh, how that worked this time. Yeah, well, people tell me this is the most balanced budget we've had in 15 years. I, that may well be true. I don't know. But we pushed hard to get it done. We were able to um, persuade the Democrats to uh, eliminate $1.5 billion in unnecessary spending. Uh, so that was a great step. The other huge step in this was uh, we got the Democrats to agree on almost half a billion dollars in pension reform ending career-ending spiking and getting a cost-of-living adjustment buyout into, the, into our pension system. So very positive reform for taxpayers. And frankly, uh, Brian, one of the other benefits we're receiving as uh, states all around uh, the country are because of the good tax overhaul done by uh, Washington, by the White House and Congress, uh, and the uh, regulatory reductions and relief that the uh, administration and the White House have done, the economy is strong all around the country, and it's and it's stronger than it was before in Illinois, and we're getting more income tax receipts as a result. So we've got the benefit of that, and that allowed us to get this balanced budget done on time, which is a good step forward. Mm-hmm. And you, you've been around this game long enough. Uh, I'm guessing, too, uh, there was you know some political pressure. We're in an election year. Uh, nobody on either side, I don't think, wants this hanging over their heads, right, going into the fall? Well, it's the right thing to do to serve the people of Illinois to get a budget done on time that's balanced. And that, you know, that's Illinois doesn't do that very much. <laughs> and uh, this was a good step forward. There were also some good elements in it. We got record funding for schools. You know, I fought for years, Brian, uh, before I became governor, to improve school quality, K-12 public schools in Illinois. I want the best schools in every neighborhood. In the prior 10 years before I became governor, the General Assembly under Madigan had cut state support for schools four times in those 10 years before I became governor. After I won, I fought for more money every year, and now we got that done, and this year we'll have $1.4 billion more coming from the state to our local K-12 schools, and it's done on a more equitable basis, so I'm very proud of that. Another, So that's huge, number one. Number two, we, we got some wonderful things done as well. Um, I'm a big uh, advocate for adoption and adoption services to make sure that every baby, every child in Illinois has a loving uh, home, a a parents, a a stable home environment. And uh, I have fought and finally got this done. We we now, for the first time in Illinois history, we have now a tax credit program for adoption in Illinois. We've never had that before. And we are now one of the uh, leading states in the country. We have $5,000 per family to adopt. Uh, babies and children in the state of Illinois. It's a great step forward for uh, supporting our children and uh, creating loving uh, environments for them. So that was another uh, historic win in the budget. Mm-hmm. 
as the Republican governor, uh, what are some things maybe you say uh, no budget is perfect, but what are some things you would have liked to have seen that you didn't get this time? Yeah, well, you're right on that. There's a lot that we could have been a lot better. Frankly, if we were able to get the Democrats to go along with the budget that I proposed last February, we would be running a $1.5 billion surplus this coming year. A surplus. So with that, we could begin to roll back the income tax hike. Uh, we could invest more in our infrastructure, our roads and transportation network. And uh, we could we could uh, pay down some of the debt. You know, the, the tr- challenge for us in Illinois, we have so much debt, unfunded uh, pensions, uh, accumulated bills, uh, uh, bond indebtedness. We've got to pay down our debt. So we didn't we didn't get uh, the surplus that I wanted, but we uh, we did get uh, a balance. So that's that's a step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. The other thing we really need to do, Brian, we, we can't um, have any more tax increases. The people of Illinois are taxed out. We've got to reduce our tax burden, not increase it. And the, the real answer to doing that is growing our economy faster, making making Illinois a rapid growing, lots of good jobs being created in the state. And we could do that. U of I expanding could help us do that. But if we if we do that, we'll actually have the uh, resources to have balanced budgets and run surpluses. It's about economic growth, and that's going to be our number one priority. We didn't get the kind of regulatory relief for businesses that I've been pushing for in this budget, but we're going to keep working, and we'll eventually get that done. Yeah, this probably isn't going to happen, uh, Governor, but as you know, I mean, the, the state didn't get into this mess overnight. Um, That's right. Some people, some financial people say, you know what, uh, we had a columnist here, Jim Dye, wrote about this today, but said some experts told him financially the state would be better off to just declare bankruptcy and, and start over, but uh, that's probably not going to happen. But, I mean, this, it didn't get here overnight, that's for sure. No, that's right. We've had, unfortunately, we've had a Chicago political machine that has a lot of corruption in it and a lot of self-dealing, and we've had deficit spending uh, for decades, and we've also had uh, some of the worst regulations on businesses. We have twice as many regulations on our businesses as the states around us. And that's pushed a lot of our jobs out of the state and hurt our economic growth. So that's what I'm striving for. We, we, we've made progress in the first three years. We've just got to stay in it, stay persistent. This is such a wonderful place. I love Illinois passionately. That's why I volunteered to serve as governor. But we'll get reforms to grow our economy faster so we can have balanced budgets and higher family income. We'll get reforms to bring down the tax burden by making government more efficient. And we'll get reforms to battle pushback against the corruption and self-dealing. And one of the best ways to do that is term limits. And I'm going to be pushing term limits hard uh, this next uh, session with the General Assembly, see if we can get them to vote to put that on the ballot as well. You got time to take a call, Governor? Uh, Sure. Okay. Well, let me pop one on here and see if Cindy. Hey, Cindy, you have a question for the Governor? I absolutely do because I have personal experience with some of the issues, um, uh, budget cuts, when uh, when Mr. Rauner came onto the scene, we are we have a child with uh, disabilities, and when you were elected, it was the first time in wow 15 years we got a letter from the department from a um, DSC Developmental Services Center that there would be no respite hours. Uh, for, you know, that the state budget didn't allow it. Um, so I'm hoping you plan to rectify that. All right, we'll let him answer that. Okay, Cindy? Okay. Thank you. Thanks. Go ahead, yeah. Governor. Yeah, thank you. So uh, I am a big advocate for a good health care program for everyone in need and human services to support our most vulnerable. Um, we in Illinois 
have had a shredded safety net for years. Some programs have eked by, and, and many others haven't, uh, in years both uh, the last three years, but also for in the prior 30 years. Illinois has never properly funded our human services or education system because we are always running deficits and always pushing more jobs out of the state. If we grow our economy faster and have more discipline in our structure of our government, make it more efficient, we'll have the resources to fund human services and support for the most vulnerable, just like you described. I'm sorry that you've gone through that experience, and I can pledge to you we're going to make it better going forward for everyone in the state, have the resources we need by having the uh, competitive economy. If we're as competitive as we need to be, uh, we'll all be as compassionate as we want to be. Well, you went through the uh, primary and uh, won that one. I know that uh, primaries can sometimes be tough. Uh, how is it going as far as repairing, getting the Republican Party kind of back on the same page uh, when it comes to the to the fall? Yes, yeah, so that's critically important. Frankly, this, this election is not going to be about Democrats versus Republicans. It's really going to be about the people against the broken system. You know, Brian, we have had so much corruption and so much dominance by the Chicago political machine. That's the problem in the state. And this is not so much Democrats and Republicans. It's about that system. It's broken. And we need reform-minded Democrats elected into the General Assembly and Democrats to unite with Republicans to get Madigan out of power, get the corrupt politicians out of power, restore economic growth, and focus on things that we all want. We all want more jobs in Illinois. We all want lower property taxes in Illinois. We all want to eliminate corruption. Um, uh, uh, that's gone on in this state for years, and term limits can help us get that done. That's a bipartisan agreement. So if we focus on what unites us rather than what divides us, we will get a better future for Illinois, and that's what I'm striving to do every day. Mm -hmm. We're with Governor Bruce Rauner here for a couple more minutes. He's on his way uh, to, I think, Robinson, then he'll be up in Champaign-Urbana later today. Um, your message to the people of Illinois as far as the state, where we are, uh, I know a lot of businesses have left, uh, high taxation and so forth. Uh, you know, talk to the people of Illinois a little bit about why they should stay here, why they should give it a chance, I guess. You know, that's exactly right, Brian. That's, and that's the reason I uh, ran. You know, I'm not a politician. I've never run for office before. Uh, and I don't take any compensation. I'm a volunteer. And my, my grand, I got my work ethic from my grandparents. My grandparents were dairy farmers. Dairy, they had dairy cows and corn. They lived in a little double-wide trailer. I never inherited any money, but I was born in Illinois. I was raised in Illinois. We raised our six children here. I love it. This is home. This is such a wonderful place with the best people in the world here in, this, in the state of Illinois. And it's so tragic to see what's happened to us under the power of the political machine out of Chicago. Corruption, brutally high taxes, especially our property taxes, and job losses and businesses leaving the state. And I, and I finally said, you know, my friends were leaving. So many of my neighbors were leaving the state, and I said, God darn it, I'm never going to leave Illinois. I'd rather fight for a better future. And that's the reason I ran, and we were able to win. Uh, I believe we'll win again. I'm a believer in term limits. I would only do it for two terms. But we, if we work together, if we work together to stand up against the political machine out of Chicago, we can get term limits done. We can roll back the income tax hike. We can grow more paying jobs, and we can bring down the property tax burden on, on all of us. 
by, by making government more efficient and, and, and leaner and more effective. We can do this. It's very doable, and it won't take generations. We can do this in the coming years, and I'm excited to do it. Mm-hmm. You have time for one more call, or how are you doing on time? Well, the, the guys are yelling at me. I should have oh. talked to you. I've got to take another call. All right. Uh, Brian, thank you. It's great to be with you. We look forward to seeing you in Champaign, and I'll look forward to calling back in, and we can do more calls uh, when I call back All in right. in a few days. Stop by. If you're ever at a Illini game, uh, let, let me know. Terrific. Right. Thanks, Brian. Thank take you. Care. Appreciate it. the governor of the state of Illinois with us here, and uh, he had some limited time, so we just wanted to get uh, some of the uh, key questions in early and then move on. So uh, if uh, you'd like to join us on an open line the rest of the time, maybe your comments on the governor, feel free to jump in here in the next little bit. After 10, we'll talk about the uh, sirens, the tornado sirens in Champaign County, get into some of that. And uh, and then we will also um, hear from Greece, the cast of Greece, the Pink Ladies, I think, are going to be in here towards the end of the show uh, in the 10, uh, 1040 or so, somewhere in that range. So we'll take a break. Back with more after this. That's right. Our man Grabo is going to be in the Hall of Fame. So that's good. Enjoyed working with Jim Grabowski for a few years on the radio. That's been a few years ago now. But uh, congratulations to him. That gala coming up uh, in Chicago on Friday night. Be able to. I'm looking forward to getting up there for that. And you heard uh, Steve Kelly mention that he and Lauren will have some interviews and uh, coverage of from there. And then Scott's talking to uh, Grabo and uh, uh, Herlis uh, tonight coming up on uh, Sports Talk. Three five six nine three nine seven. I had a couple of texts come in in regards uh, for the governor. I'm sorry we just didn't have a lot of time. We had to kind of get him in and out. Uh, As you heard there, he's pretty limited uh, schedule. But uh, a couple of questions in regards to that I was not able to get to. I texted him what was the point of the budget impasse. I think uh, he's talked about that a little bit uh, in passing anyway. Uh, When are you going to campaign with Donald Trump? If we'd have had more time, we maybe could have gotten that one in. I kind of doubt it if he would be. But interesting thought. Anyway, uh, the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 3515357, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Let me tell you about the pillar. The pillar is the spring issue available from Busey. Explore issues that matter most to you, your family, and your financial future with Busey's magazine, The Pillar. Refresh, renew, and restore your home with tips, including how a Busey home equity loan or line of credit can help finance your uh, fixes. Busey connects the dots between health and wealth with expert advice on how to plan for the long term. After more than five decades of commitment and service to Busey, the vice chairman Ed Charlo retiring. Busey recognizing his uh, legacy of service excellence in the new pillar. And meet a few faces of Busey. You can also uh, be introduced to a nonprofit partner for Busey, the uh, Midwest Food Bank, sharing its blessings and bridging the needs of neighbors suffering from food insecurities. Busey's magazine, The Pillar, is a great resource for readers in all life stages. The Pillar covers topics that matter most to you. To read The Pillar or request a copy of the magazine, visit the publications page in the Resource Center, Busey.com, or stop by any of our convenient locations today. Busey, one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. And the Facer Law Office reminds you to attend the free seminar, The Seven Secrets You Need to Know to Protect Your Home, Your Assets, and Your Family. From the cost of long-term care, learn about how the law that completely changes the rules and much more Wednesday, today, June 13th at one thirty at the I-Hotel. Give them a quick call if you'd like to uh, go, 337-1111. 
We'll talk with Sheriff Dan Walsh after the uh, top of the next hour. A little bit of grease coming up towards the end of the show. Open line time now here the rest of uh, this hour up until 10 o'clock this morning. We're at 929, 74 degrees. A lot of talk about the uh, summit. President Trump defending his calls to end military exercises with South Korea. Allies have said that's important to security in the Asian Pacific region. President says on Twitter after returning from his Singapore summit, do we save a fortune by not doing war games as long as we're negotiating in good faith? And the president has said the U.S. and South Korea should stop their joint military exercises as long as both sides are negotiating in good faith. Big news yesterday financially, AT&T says it will complete its purchase of Time Warner by June 20th next week now that a federal judge has cleared that deal. In uh, the ruling yesterday, the U.S. District Judge Richard Leon rejected the government's argument that the AT&T-Time Warner combination would hurt competition in pay TV and cost consumers hundreds of millions of dollars more to stream TV and movies. So that's some of the business news from yesterday. We'll talk some more about all of the uh, headlines. We just heard from the governor of Illinois for a little bit, Bruce Rauner, and uh, we'll... um, have more with uh, Dan Walsh coming up after the top of the hour at 10 about the sirens if you have some questions or comments on all of that. You can phone us, 356-9397. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. And you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Michael Kaiser back from vacation has the news headlines, and he'll uh, join us next on Penny for Your Thoughts. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Thirty years ago today, that was the number one song, Rick Astley, together forever. Thirty years ago today, June thirteenth. Forty years ago today, June thirteenth, nineteen seventy-eight, the movie a musical Grease, John Travolta, Olivia Newton-John, its world premiere in New York, and the Champagne Urbana Theater Company is going to be performing Grease over at the uh, theater there, the Minor Theater over at Parkland. Coming up starting tomorrow night. So we'll get a little preview of that towards the end of the show today. We'll talk with Sheriff Dan Walsh a little bit after the top of the hour news about the sirens. What happened there with the tornado sirens? Why were they not sounded? They didn't find out really there was even a couple of tornadoes till the next day. And how does that process work? How many sirens are there in Champaign County? That's one question I've got. So anyway... We'll get into that with uh, Dan Walsh a little bit, Champaign County Sheriff's, whose office oversees the EMA in the county. We'll talk with him, and if you have any questions for him or thoughts uh, on Sunday, you can certainly uh, jump in with that along the way today. A couple of notes on this day, uh, 1927, aviation hero Charles Lindbergh, honored with the ticker tape parade in New York City. 1942, four-man Nazi sabotage team arrived on Long Island, New York. Have you heard about this? Three days before a second four-man team landed in Florida, all eight men were arrested 
after two members of the first group defected. So you had a Nazi sabotage team on Long Island. And it was 10 years ago today, and I think we've missed him in the media circles with his approach to things. Tim Russert died suddenly preparing for his weekly broadcast. He was 58. I believe that was from a heart attack. 10 years ago today, 2080, he was only 58 years old. Those are some of the things that have happened on this day. You've heard us talking about Woods Basement Systems. They've helped over 55,000 homeowners since 1986. Wall space, crawl space, basement cracks, all a problem. And uh, two things happen. They don't uh, heal themselves. They get worse, and they keep stealing value from your home. And uh, this uh, Woods family, they've won several awards over the years for their space encapsulation systems with crawl spaces and basement finishing uh, projects. A lot of awards they've won. Most proud, though, the Better Business Bureau Torch Awards. And maybe you had some issues with water here recently. You can uh, certainly give them a call, 888-935-4333, or go online to woodsbasementsystems.com, 888-935-4333, or woodsbasementsystems.com for one of our sponsors here on Penny for Your Thoughts. 938 here at DWS, 78 degrees currently in downtown Champaign. What's on your mind today? What do you make of the summit and the summit coverage? And uh, did the president give too much away when it came to uh, North Korea? Was it a victory for Kim just by showing up and being there? How does this compare to the Iranian deal? A lot of discussion about that. Three five six nine three nine seven. Text us Castle Heating and Cooling text line three five one five three five seven or email us talk at wdws dot com. Let's see here. Uh, nothing new there on the uh, text line three five six uh, three five one five three five seven. A couple of tweets from uh, the president, I guess, is what those are, having to do with Mark Sanford and also fake news. <laughs> Talking about, uh, he says, funny to watch fake news, especially NBC and CNN. They're fighting hard to downplay the deal with North Korea. 500 days ago, they would have begged for a deal. Looked like a world war would break out. That's a text from the president. So he's uh, apparently back home again. He's tweeting again. News today in the uh, News Gazette, an attorney resurrecting a pro-chief billboard. Familiar pro-chief billboard has cropped up in Champaign after a 10-year hiatus. Attorney John Goddow, a staunch chief advocate, said he decided to resurrect the billboard. He initially posted across Champaign around the time of the chief's departure in 2007. He did this because, he says, of the recent critical conversation. Julie Wirth uh, writing about this today in the News Gazette called that effort uh, the critical conversation the chancellor has been having. Goddow called it a waste of time and money. The uh, billboard, a vinyl sign, reads the chief yesterday, today, and forever. Is a copy of the 53,000 bumper stickers that he printed up years ago. It was put up last month on a billboard on Springfield Avenue, just west of 1st Street. Stephen Kaufman compared it to uh, what he said a troubling slogan from the past. Stephen Kaufman has weighed in on that. Said it reminds him of segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. 
Uh, Kaufman told uh, Chancellor Robert Jones in a letter that a recent visit by two trustees to the Peoria Tribe in Oklahoma to discuss a middle way forward on the chief issue, as well as the Chancellor's critical conversation of emboldened actions to reinstate Illiniwick in spite of your public statements. That's uh, Stephen Kaufman's vantage point. But you can read all about that in the uh, News Gazette with Julie Wirth today. Attorney resurrects pro-chief billboard. That's one of the uh, local headlines. Let's go to the phones here. Ron joins us this morning. Good morning to you, Ron. Hey, Brian. Good morning to you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing great. I didn't get a chance to call when the governor was on, but yep. uh, I just finished a trip out east. And um, states like Connecticut and New York and Massachusetts and New Hampshire and Pennsylvania, et cetera. And then what I noticed is they've, they've all turned the interstates into toll road, raising a ton of money. And I'm wondering why Illinois hasn't looked at that, or have they looked at that, and why not institute something? Because to go north and south, you either got to go 55 or 57. Seems to me you'd capture a lot of revenue doing something like that. So that's my question. Well, they probably would. Um, they'd probably be uh, there'd be an outrage, I would think. Well, yeah, some would be outraged. I understand that, but be, uh, you know, they look be. awfully good and awfully accommodating. Yeah, I know that Pennsylvania Turnpike. I know I've driven on that. That's a long one. They've all done it. Yeah. Well, I I don't know how far that would get, but it would be easy money. That's for sure. Um, anyway, so that was my question for the governor. I didn't get to ask. Yeah, well, the problem you'd probably have more traffic on Route 47, wouldn't you? <laughs> Going north, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Route 45. Maybe, maybe that would maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing for those yeah. who would like to move right along. Yeah. Well, it's an interesting thought. I doubt if it's going to happen, but, but. All right, just a thought. All right. Hey, thanks, Ron. Have a good day. Appreciate it. Yeah, we had the governor on for a few minutes. He was pretty limited in time, so I'm sorry we couldn't get to a lot. Um, you know, he only had 10, 15 minutes is what they told me, so we don't, we kind of blew past that even. So uh, you got to take what you can get, I guess, right? Let's go to uh, Bill. Good morning, Bill. Morning, Brian. It's humid out here already. Yeah, how about that? That's really strange, Bill. No, that never happens. <laughs> anyway, uh, I walked a lot of beans in this kind of weather. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Did the much share of those. Yeah. Um, it's strange now how many people are upset that the uh, United States is not having war games. After uh, decades of protests against them, all of a sudden they're for them. But as far as war games, I don't see why we need them with uh, today's technology we can do computer simulations of anything we really need to uh it may not be exactly the same but it's a lot cheaper and like i say if you're trying to warn the uh, the rest of the world the bad guys what you have they're not so scared of what we have they're more scared of what they don't know if we have it yeah you know, laser well guns real uh rail guns all that yeah and it seems to me and and we don't obviously know what goes inside on inside what people are thinking inside north korea we just don't know but i'm assuming that the government there with kim and, and the family there for years has ginned up the idea that the u.s is just sitting on the border waiting to invade and yep. so anytime that we do any kind of military exercises um you know that that stirs everything up so i I don't know what you think, but maybe it does make sense to say, hey, you know, while we're negotiating, let's just put a hold on that. But maybe I don't know. Maybe that's foolish, but I don't, you know, I don't know enough about it to know if it's foolish or not. But to me, it kind of makes sense in a way. 
Well, we already have three carrier task force over there. We've got plenty. The cost is just amazing. Uh, they like I do a lot of studying or watching YouTube videos about our military, and the F-22 is the land-based interceptor. It's you know probably the finest fighter jet in the world still. Just the to run it costs forty thousand dollars an hour. I'm not that sure if that's oil changes and tires included, but hmm. it's it's incredibly expensive. How, just imagine how much a carrier on full alert runs oh. in a day. Yeah, I've got a, a brother who's a lieutenant colonel now in the National Guard, and he you know he's responsible a lot of times for logistics and supplies. He was in Iraq a couple of times, uh, and he said there's just a lot more to it than people realize the expense. You know, gasoline, getting supplies. I mean, uh, to do all of that is is not cheap. Well, there's a ratio the Army has put out for every combat soldier. How many are required? Like in motor pools and food services, and you know, and bringing in ammunition and all kinds of jobs that go to allow the you know the, the combat soldiers to operate. It's amazing how much it really takes, and like I say, just Every missile they test, like a, a lot of those missiles they, they send off, there are a million mm-hmm. or more apiece. So. Yeah. Well, I guess it, it'd bother me more if they if he had come out and said, okay, we're withdrawing all our troops from South Korea. Now, to me, that would be a right. problem. You know, you can't do but, that. I mean, but They're no real threat to us. The only thing that's a threat is the artillery in south, uh, southern part of North Korea that can reach their capital. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think there is. You know, God forbid they be uh, stupid enough to try to fire a nuke off. But they, I don't, I don't even think they have the capability of, of firing one off before we could shoot it down. It just takes them too long to get ready. So, yeah, that's what people. A lot of people don't realize. Seoul is very close to the North Korean border, closer than you think. Yeah, it's about <laughs> twenty-five miles and then some, some like twenty-five that. to fifty. I can't remember, but it's close. Yeah, and then there, but yeah, it's well within the reach of even their outdated artillery. Yeah. But. I'm hoping that something will happen over there because I'm not to say Kim means nothing to me. He's brutal, but he's the head. I mean, that's who you're going to have to deal with. I'm right. concerned about the uh, 25 million starving North Koreans. Yeah. Now, that just breaks my heart that people over there are just living in those kind of conditions. Oh, yeah. No, it's very sad, that's for sure, and living in the dark. So, hey, right. Bill, thank you for the call today. Thank you. Wonderful to hear from you. Let's go from Bill to Brian at 947. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, not bad for an old guy hanging in there. (laughs) Uh, uh, Real quick, I don't know if it was this caller or the one before him that was wanting to know why they don't just put tolls on, you know, all the interstates so they can make more money. Yep. Uh, Well, my question is how much more money do they need? I mean... We can't afford to pay any more out, and we're hurting already. And I was looking into this a while ago. All the money that's collected from it, license fees, uh, title registration, gas taxes, tolls, everything that's related to the you know the roads that the government collects taxes on, not all that goes to the infrastructure. A lot of that goes into a general fund, and which, once again, the state of Illinois just takes it and doesn't use it for what it's supposed to go for. I mean, why don't they just go ahead and take the money they already make off of us and put that towards the road? Yeah, no, there's definitely a spending issue. I mean, that's, uh, you know, do you give people more money to spend 
you know, and then how much do you want to spend, you know? Oh, I know. And uh, well, it's like with the the Illinois uh, State uh, Education Fund, the money we have for Illinois State Education, 40% of that goes to pay state, uh, state pension. It has nothing to do with the school. It just goes to pay pension. I mean, you can't sustain that. And I don't know what the percentage of the gasoline taxes, car registration fees, and all that stuff goes to the general fund, but a good size of it. I, like I said, I don't know the figure, but so if it goes to the general fund, if they would just throw it all back into the roads, we really probably wouldn't be having too many problems. Now, Jim Dye uh, writes today, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, he talked to a couple of economic experts, said the state just ought to declare bankruptcy and start over. I, I think so, and I'm not against state, you know, the state workers. And all, I mean, I'm all for everybody, but the thing is, when you have state unions and they can literally hold the taxpayer hostage for more money, and maybe I'm wrong there. I'm not trying to sound, you know, mean, but I'm sorry. What they need to do for the pensions and is uh, just put that, you know, whatever they take out of the teachers' paychecks, the janitors' paychecks, whatever, put that in the lockbox for the pension. And then whatever the state matches, put that in the same lockbox, so that money's there for those people. Mm-hmm. That's what they need to do. And then that way you don't have a Ponzi scheme where you're just um, taking it off the, the future taxpayers down the road and just, you know, taking it from them and ripping them off. We can't afford this anymore. Yeah, and there needs to be a way to make sure the people that earn their pension get to keep it and then do some reforms, I think, down the road for younger, you know, to somehow reform it down the road. But yeah, um, that uh, takes know. a little takes a little political will to do that. So, Yeah, I know. And uh, it's, it's sad because if I get a chance to move out of Illinois, I'm gone, I mean, which I don't want to do. And I don't know if I'll ever get that chance, but I love the state. I was born and raised here. I... There's a lot of memories for me here, but I do not like the politics of this this state. Yeah. All right. Hey, Brian, thanks for the call today. Okay, you guys take care. Thank you. We will. Thank you. We'll take a break. Penny, for your thoughts, we'll talk to Dan Walsh, Sheriff of Champaign County, uh, after the news at 10. And then we will uh, also talk a little grease towards the end of the show, too. Open phone time here. Some more emails and texts have come in. We'll get to those after this. Ryan Barnhart, back on Penny for your thoughts. We had the governor of Illinois on briefly at the top of the show today. We're taking your open line phone calls, emails, and texts here the uh, rest of this hour for another four or five minutes, and then we'll have the news. After the news, Sheriff Dan Walsh of Champaign County will join us. We'll talk about the discussion here over the last few days regarding the sirens, no sirens, with the uh, couple of tornadoes, that uh, EF0 tornadoes that eventually came through Champaign. Uh, we'll talk to him about that, how that process works. What is uh, the determining factor for sounding a tornado siren? Things like that. I think that'll be helpful. If you have some questions or comments, feel free after the uh, news at the top of the hour. And then we'll uh, talk about CUTC and their presentation of Greece coming up over at Parkland at the Minor Theater over there coming up starting tomorrow. Let's see here. Uh, text in says, can the state really declare bankruptcy on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line? Uh, Jim Dye with an interesting column today, if you want to check it out in the uh, News Gazette, says the best route for the state may be bankruptcy. Uh, I talked to William Isaac, or at least what uh, Red uh, wrote about what William Isaac had said, former chairman of the uh, FDIC, Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, back in 2016. He says the city of Chicago and the state should act now to restructure their liabilities and put the fiscal mess behind them. He says this can be accomplished by utilizing Chapter 9, 
and other tools that Congress just gave Puerto Rico. The process would entail about two years of unpleasant headlines, but the city and the state will rebound far sooner and less painfully than if they stay on their current paths. He wrote for an article back in 2016, and a couple of professors Jim talked to made uh, similar comments. said, unfortunately, the best hope for a failed state such as Illinois is to let the state go bankrupt. With bankruptcy and a no-bailout rule in place, elected officials would again have an incentive to enact effective fiscal rules and pursue sustainable fiscal policy. So anyway, you can read all about that with uh, Jim Dye's column. And I don't know the particulars of what Congress gave Puerto Rico and what they could and couldn't do. But uh, interesting thought, anyway. Good morning, Brian. Uh, Our emailer says, your caller talked about turning our interstate highways into toll roads to raise revenue. He talked about some states he had traveled out east. There's the Pennsylvania Turnpike, which is a long, long turnpike. says, maybe we should stop spending the 3 to $5 billion per year Illinois spends on uh, criminal aliens, health care, welfare, free schooling for their children, money to keep some of them in Illinois prisons. That's from uh, Greg. That's an email talking about, uh, what about that, huh? Can you imagine a 57 being a toll road? I think you'd have a revolt on your hands. Three five six nine three nine seven, or a lot more traffic on uh, forty seven, or some of the other roads that go north south uh, in the uh, state of Illinois. Interesting idea, though. Two one seven three five one five three five seven on the Castle uh, Heating and Cooling text line. That's always available, no matter what topic we're uh, discussing at the moment. You can always text in, and I'll do my best to uh, get those on during the course of the hour, in and out of breaks and so forth. 9.58 here on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts. On the heels of a new state budget, U of I employees will be due on average 2% raises for the upcoming academic year. President Tim Colleen with a mass email says the merit-based raises will start August 16th. For most academic and civil service employees, union employees are not included because their raises are bargained. This is the third salary program since February of last year. Then the uh, president of the U of I, President Colleen, announced 2% raises. In July, he put in place a 1% bump. So the U of I got a new budget. We heard the governor talk about that a little bit earlier this hour. All right, the second hour, we will have uh, Dan Walsh on with us, Champaign County Sheriff, and then we'll visit with the uh, cast. I think the Pink Ladies are coming in. C-U-T-C, their presentation of Greece. It'll be at, over at Parkland in the theater there coming up starting uh, tomorrow and through the weekend. So we'll tell you how you can get tickets for that and give you a little sample of that show late in the hour here in hour number two. So Dan Walsh then some open line time and then Greece. We'll take your phone calls, emails, and text for Dan as well if you have any questions in regards to the uh, siren issue that has uh, been raised during the course of this week. Thanks to the governor for being on. Thanks to your phone calls, emails, and texts. And the news is next at 10. This is WDWS Champaign-Urbana. It's 10 o'clock at the Tone Central Time. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. 
We are back on Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS. Glad you're with us here in hour number two. We had the governor of Illinois, Bruce Rauner, on in the first hour, visited with him for a few minutes, had limited time, as is usually the case with the governors and other people like that. (laughs) You don't have a whole lot of time with them. But it was good to have him on for a few minutes anyway in that first hour. And then we talked a little bit about uh, toll roads. Somebody proposed, hey, why don't we uh, just make 57 a toll road or 55 a toll road and raise some money uh, for the state, Pennsylvania's turnpike uh, and other Massachusetts turnpike and so forth. That was raised as a uh, conversation piece there in the first hour. Got a lot to get to here in this second hour. Sheriff Dan Walsh from Champaign County is going to join us. And then we'll also talk with the uh, cast, I think the Pink Ladies from uh, Greece, are going to be here uh, late in the show. Uh, Champaign-Urbana Theater Company, their presentation of Grease. It's the 40th anniversary of the uh, movie coming out. So uh, Dan Walsh is with us. Good morning, How are Brian. you? Good. Thank you good. for inviting me. Yeah, good to have you on, and uh, you're getting close to retirement, right? It's, it, it's coming up uh, end of November. Uh, new sheriff will take office December 1st, and uh, then I think I'm going to start another career. So the uh, new sheriff in town, that that phrase does apply, right? It does apply December 1st. (laughs) How many years now for you? It'll be 16, four terms. Okay. As the sheriff. As the sheriff. And you were in the department, though, before, right, or not? No. uh, I was with Urbana Police for about eight years, went to law school, and then I practiced as a private attorney for a long time because I'm old, and I'm going to go back to that firm. Right now it's called Frederick & Hagel and just just work part-time with them. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds good. We'll talk more maybe later in the year with you on your retirement. But uh, I don't think a lot of people, and I forgot this, I guess, the sheriff's office is over the county EMA. I didn't uh, think about that. It used to be with Administrative Services. Deb Busey was in charge of it, and probably five years ago or so, it was before the Gifford tornado, she asked if we'd take it over because she's an expert in a lot of fields but not emergency management. Mm -hmm. And uh, the county EMA, let me ask you this. How many siren tornado sirens? We'll get into how this all works, but... How many sirens are there in the county? Um, you know? Well, each village has their own. Each each city and village has their own as the uh, director who can sound the siren for those various villages. In the Champaign-Urbana and Savoy area, I actually don't know how many there are, mm-hmm. but we're all, all, all of them are tied in together and the university. So if we set, set off one, all of them go off, and that was designed on purpose because we are so close geographically. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us uh, about Sunday. I know there's been a lot of talk about uh, we had a couple of what was determined to be tornadoes. We didn't know at the time. Right. But tell me the general procedure, because this is kind of a statewide uh, approval process, right, of when to sound tornado sirens and so forth. And I'll just kind of let you start and go wherever you want to go. Okay. Well, when we worked up the plan years ago, we involved Champaign-Urbana, U of I. Fire departments are intimately involved in this type of thing. Also involved uh, statewide EMA in, in drafting our policy. Statewide EMA has signed off on it. And we, you know, there was talk about should we sound it when the weather conditions are such that it's possible, and we decided no, uh, that's going to have too many false positives, and pretty soon people are going to ignore the sirens. So we have deliberately chosen uh, that we will sound the sirens when there is a definite tornado. People know, don't wait. It's, it's not a false alarm. Somebody's seen something. Our criteria now is a, a trained spotter sees it, uh, National Weather Service radar confirms it, uh, or let's say we have damage and somebody can see the damage and moving. Th- those are the criteria, so we're, we're pretty darn sure it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, people need to, re- well, let me go back to Sunday. Uh, John and Bill, our two EMA guys, were both working that day. Uh, John was uh, in telephone and radio contact with about 10 spotters throughout the county. There were two spotters, uh, one around Kirby and Staley, 
and one farther west of town that mm -hmm. were watching the storm front come in. He was in constant contact with them. They did not see anything. He also called National uh, Weather Service. They said their radar didn't show a tornado. Now, the system isn't perfect. Uh, a tornado can occur and pop down in just an instant. Spotters may not be in the exact spot to see everything going on. And the radar sometimes can tell you if there's a tornado, but the radar sees things in the air, not what's on the ground. So it's possible for National, radar, uh, National Weather Service to miss it. So it is, it is far from perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's what happened that time. Uh, either the spotters were in the wrong spot to see it, or more likely this thing just popped down. I think the first one, Weather Service, said lasted 30 seconds, and the next one lasted un under 30 seconds, and the next one under a minute. So pretty quick development down and back up. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and in this case, uh, you mentioned those boxes that have to be checked. None of the boxes met the requirement that everybody agrees should be met to sound a siren. Right? Correct. The two spotters in that area didn't see it. National uh, Weather Service said their radar didn't show it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And the other thing people need to realize, that at night, spotters are useless. In heavy rain, sometimes spotters are useless because they can't see through the rain. So people need to you know, pay attention to what's on TV. Pay attention to your radio station when you're putting out the weather. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one nice thing about you guys. You're 24-7, so if something happens, you can be on the air to, to warn the public. Mm -hmm. there's, d there's dozens of free apps on, on, on your phones that will warn you about weather. I... I think uh, Champaign-Urbana Public Health District and EMA are going to put out some information today or tomorrow on some, some of the newer free apps so people can do it. Uh, a lot of people buy these uh, weather radios. I think they're about 30 bucks, and EMA will help you program it if you can't do it on your own. Because the sirens, I guess, the idea behind them, and I don't know how long we've had them, but the idea is for people outside, right, to correct be told. Correct. And, and, you know, if you're in your basement in your house, you're probably not going to hear the siren anyway, or you got your music on real loud or something. Yeah, it's designed for people outside to warn them to shelter as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. All right. 356-9397 uh, is the phone number. We do have a caller waiting. We'll get to you here momentarily. Text us, Castle Heating and Cooling, text line 3515357. We're talking here with Sheriff Dan Walsh. His office is over the Champaign County EMA, kind of walking us through Sunday uh, what happened there, uh, when sirens are supposed to be sounded, what's the protocol, all of that. Uh, Dave is up first. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Hey, good morning. Good morning, uh, Sheriff. I uh, first just want to say thank you for your um, for your uh, leadership in our county with your sheriff, um, the department, everything. You, you all have done a great job, and, you know, really um, just thanks. And, you know, I think Alan Jones will be great. Uh, follow up for you. He's experienced and um, been in the department forever. I think you, you'll be passing down to good hands. Um, Thank you, Dave. I, uh, yeah. I so first off, I think you know. Obviously, you guys made the right call in not turning the the siren. Uh, the storm wasn't strong enough. Obviously, a lot of indicators didn't show um, that it was able to produce a really strong tornado. That we should be you know hitting that button to sound the alarm. That the alarm's got to be used for serious things i i believe you'd, you'd said in in the paper or i heard somewhere that you know we, we don't want to just push that button willy-nilly because people have to understand the importance of it um and that when it goes it's because there's imminent danger and there really wasn't even though there's lots of wind damage um i think you all made the right call on that um and uh a real quick side comment about sirens i lived up in chicago um, my wife lived in Evanston at the time. Evanston uses their emergency siren 
to tell people to move their cars um, when there's more than four inches of snow and they're going to plow the street. And it was the most unbelievable thing. I experienced it. We're sitting there in the apartment. It was snowing. And all of a sudden, the alarm goes off. The siren goes off. And I'm like, holy cow, my first instinct is to take cover, right? But I, I find out that, and I called the mayor of, of Evanston at the time and talked to her and said, this is ridiculous that you use the siren to tell people to move their cars so they can plow the streets. And she says, well, I think this is a great service to give the citizens so they don't get towed or ticketed. I'm like, that siren is meant for emergencies. Yeah. Hmm. And I said, imagine Russia tries to launch, uh, you know, launches nuclear attack. The sirens go off. It happens to be a snowy day in Evanston. People go out to move their cars and instead are met with uh, a, a nuclear blast. I said, you would, you would feel pretty yeah. foolish then. Well, it sounds, um, sounds like a little much. Hey, Dave, hey, <laughs> yeah. thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Back to the uh, phones here for D. Good morning, D. Oh, good morning. Yeah. Um, yes. Good morning, Cher. Um, well, thank you for taking my call, and um, I'm calling in regards to the Sunday morning storm that came through. And I sleep with my window open a little bit every night, and um, I was awakened by the tornado siren here in Muhammad, although the newspaper indicated that a siren never went off. Well, there's been several people that heard the siren, including uh, some friends of ours that live right across the street from the siren. And anyway, so I got out of bed quickly, woke my husband up, he's a little hard of hearing, went in and turned on the TV to Channel 3 because that is what we're instructed to do. Turn on the TV, watch the, watch the channel for any alerts, news, updates on storms coming through. Now, I live in a community where there's plenty of people that are not outside that time of the morning, but we do have a couple of nursing homes here. I'm sure that they have protocol uh, in place for uh, the tornado siren. But yet, the uh, Channel 3 WCIA, which I have contacted three times now, to find out why there wasn't anything on WCIA to direct anyone that did hear the siren or was up at that time of the morning. What I got was gospel music, which was very nice. But uh, there was no there was no crawler. There was no notification about this storm. There was no update. There was nothing. And I kept the channel on for a good half an hour or so until the, the storm had abated. But anyway, uh, evidently Channel 3 doesn't want to comment on that. But when people say, go to your TV, that's exactly what I did. And there was nothing there for me. Okay. Well, Dee, thank you for the call. And uh, you must be talking about a different uh, event than Sunday afternoon. This was the event we're talking about Sunday afternoon. But um, yeah, well, but this, this was different, I guess. I, yeah, I know about the event Sunday afternoon because we were outside. We were in St. Joe, and mm -hmm. we got caught in all the rain and everything. But... Uh, when they, when somebody says go to your local channel, WCIA or wherever you live, whatever your mm -hmm. local channel is for updates, that didn't happen in Channel Three. Uh, WCIA still doesn't hasn't called me. So okay. well, anyway, um, well, I was thankful for the siren myself because yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people when I hear that siren go off, I know something has been spotted. All right. Hey, thank you, D. Thank you. All right, three five six nine three nine seven. You're going to be meeting though with uh, people to kind of look at this, right? To see 
Because yeah. the, the tornadoes were unique. They had to go back the next day and even figure out they were EF0 tornadoes. But what what do you think uh, you're going to look at, I guess, for well, future? EMA has a volunteer meteorologist that works with them, so we're going to sit down with him and see if he has any, any ideas on things we should do different. I, I don't know that there is anything different, but we're certainly going to talk to him to see what he thinks about mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon in the future. Yeah, and do you uh, does the size of the storm or the as you look ahead, you know, hey, there's going to be a big storm rolling through, determine the number of spotters you send out, or does that vary with the storm or not? It it. It varies. The spotters, each village has their own ESDA person who acts as a spotter, and then they have some of their own. Uh, Countywide, John estimates there's about 50 that are trained. Uh, Sunday storm, there was about 10 out altogether. These are volunteers, so if if they're busy or don't want to come out or the weather's so bad, they they Mm -hmm. just don't. It's not like we can order 50 people out. Now, the other people that act as spotters, uh, deputies and police officers, uh, depending on the call load, they will try to position themselves where they can see the incoming weather fronts and then they'll let METCAD know if they see a, a funnel cloud. Mm-hmm. All right, back to the phones here. We're with Sheriff Dan Walsh talking about the uh, sirens here in Champaign County. Jim, good morning. Uh, this is for Dan. Yeah. Uh, Hi, Jim. The past, uh, with your upcoming retirement, maybe we'll have more time now to go on cattle drives. The best of luck to you and uh, your new career. That's it. Well, thank you, Bye. but I, I, I sold right. <laughs> the cattle when I took office because I figured for sure there'd be a crisis in the county and the cattle would be on the wrong side of the fence. Yeah. Well, uh, we're here with Dan Walsh. If you have some more comments here, we're going to let him go here in a few minutes, but we're just talking about the uh, sirens uh, on Sunday that were not sounded because they did not meet the criteria that has been established uh, for that. Um, I I guess, I mean, one thing I thought of, and this is probably too much, but if there's ever a tornado warning, could you just sound them then, or is that would that be too much? You know, I, I think that would be too much. Uh, when a warning is put out, it's put out to a large geographical area by the Weather Service, and it's also usually, I, I believe, they are set to go about two to four hours at least at a time, so it, it really isn't very specific, and I, mm-hmm. again, I think people get to the point where they'd start ignoring it. Mm-hmm. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us on the phone lines. Any questions for uh, Dan Walsh from uh, Sunday? So I guess uh, the overall thing is you've got these criteria that you're looking to meet. Uh, they were not met on Sunday. There was some wind damage. Uh, I think that's probably what people. Is that what you're hearing from people? They were just more upset that there was just the straight line winds that caused the damage. Now they say it was a tornado, but uh, is that kind of what your office has been hearing? Um, a lot, lots on social media. I've, I've seen the TV interviews with folks, and, you know, if my roof had blown off, I, I'd be unhappy too, but I, I still think we did the right thing. And you mm-hmm. just mentioned straight line winds. They can do as much damage as some tornadoes, and obviously those kind of things, you don't see them. All you see is the damage from them. Yeah. So the uh, ESDA people in these different communities, they would be the ones that would sound the siren, or are there other elected officials that do that, or uh, how does that usually work? I assume the mayors have the authority, uh, perhaps the village mm-hmm. police and fire chiefs, uh, and their ESDA people. So each each village has their own, makes their own decision. Uh, besides EMA, there are other people in the Champaign-Urbana, U of I area that can also authorize to have my kids sound the signal. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, back to the phones here. We're at 1026. Uh, Jack, you're on with Sheriff Walsh. Go ahead. Good morning. How you doing? Good. Good morning. I uh, I just wanted to say that I, I'm gonna be a little harsh here. I uh, we need to quit talking about this thing because it's it's part of what I call the OMG society today. Every little thing people get all upset about. Uh, if you would ask somebody from Gifford right now to radar 
tornado, you wouldn't get a word in edgewise because they'd be laughing so hard. Uh, it might have had a little something touched the ground here and there, but it primarily was a just a real windy storm, and I totally agree with the service for not setting the alarm off because all you got to do is look at your phone, and you can tell these real big rainstorms that come in. They usually aren't very long, you know, 20 minutes or so, but they're they're red and yellow. They're pretty severe. I mean, everybody's got a phone, so I don't think anybody's got an excuse for, oh, I didn't know it was coming, maybe unless they're very elderly or haven't got a phone or something. That's very few. I just, it wasn't that big of a deal. Okay, a couple roofs got blown off and some, uh, I go down Windsor all the time because we do a little bit of farming and stuff, and you see those things out there all the time. And it blew some fences down, but I gotta say it was primarily a, a rain windstorm. It wasn't a, a tornado that was like, okay, this is gonna wipe out a, a section of town or whatever. Not yet to go that far. I'm not saying right. that. No, I understand. Yeah. So it's you're just, saying it's, it's, it's really not really not that big a deal, is what no. you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it blew my fence down, that just means I gotta make my insurance guy mad. Uh, maybe if he covered. <laughs> All right. Hey, Jack. Thanks for the call. Thank you. I appreciate it. We've had Jack and Jill. Maybe we we'll go to Jack and Jeff. Hey, Jeff. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Good. Um, just a couple comments about the weather warning system. But uh, first, just a compliment to Brian on your moderation and even-handedness uh, with all the callers. It's something refreshing in this day and age. Well, thank you. Uh, and. The one lady that called, just a couple of things about that is that Channel 3 and a lot of the commercial TV and radio stations, not but excluding WDM, is, are not locally owned and they're not, don't have a person uh, manning the controls on weekends and evenings. So it's all automated and automation can fail. So um, I don't watch TV anymore, but uh that is not like the old days when it was locally owned and there was somebody there in the control room yep that's the one uh, thing uh, dan mentioned earlier and uh, it's true we're, we're very fortunate here with our radio company radio station that we are locally owned and we're one of few if if any the left that still have somebody overnight to kind of monitor all that right yeah yeah and even uh the well wll they're locally owned but they don't they aren't uh, don't have a person there in the evenings and uh weekends typically yeah. um and the, the other thing about the the weather radio uh say what you will about federal government the national weather service i think is a really good organization i have a it's a midland brand it's like you said it's probably less than thirty dollars weather radio it's on our bed stand and that's set to go off just for champaign county and sometimes we pay for it when in the middle of the night we get a severe thunderstorm warning and it wakes us up but i would rather be woken up than uh, be in a tornado because mm -hmm. we do have a basement and i want to be able to get down the basement uh you know if i think i also the issue of self-reliance i don't rely totally on uh those type of things i also rely on my eyes and ears and i watch uh kind of drives my wife nuts but uh <laughs> when there's a lot of high wind i i'm upstairs getting ready to go to the basement but i'm watching and right. uh, seeing what's happening and the tornado sirens back a few years ago when they were uh putting them off so often i started to ignore him yeah ignore them because, that's uh, yeah that's kind of dan's around. dan's point i think so hey uh, jeff i gotta move okay. for the news here but thank sure. you 
And, uh, Dan, we're going to let you go. I know technology has changed. I mean, a lot of people had to rely on sirens and other ways to, you know, people can check their phones now. But still, you need them. And, uh, you do, and, and use your own eyes and your own common sense when you yeah. see bad weather approaching. Thank you yeah. very much, Hey, Brian. Dan, thank you. We'll take a quick break, then we'll have Michael Kaiser back with news headlines after that. Grease coming up here in just a little bit. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Well, 40 years ago today, this movie made its debut. John Travolta. Of course, he had been, uh, what, somewhat well-known with Welcome Back, Cotter, but uh, wound up in this movie with Olivia Newton-John, and uh, they made gold, made history out of it, and it was 40 years ago today that it got started, made its debut in New York and spread across the country. All kinds of hits came out of it. We'll talk about uh, Grease, put on by the Champaign-Urbana Theater Company here in just a moment. We've got a big uh, ensemble here ready and a keyboard and everything else. I want to tell you about Corey Swanson. He's one of our sponsors, Swanson Roofing, the roofing dog. It's a hands-on owner. He is from Rantoul High School and the University of Illinois. Every job site is 100% cleaned up. We've had a lot of damage recently, so it's good to know that uh, someone's going to take care of not just your roof but the cleanup afterwards. All of the crew, the roofing dog, our company employees, receive full benefits and 401Ks, been with the company for many years, so they're incentivized to do a great job for you. And uh, their work is uh, guaranteed. Swanson Roofing says uh, they'll help you with small repairs, and uh, the work is guaranteed for 50 years uh, and also the lifetime of your roof for the workmanship. So give them a call, 217-355-ROOF, 217-355-7663, or visit Swanson Roofing online theroofingdog.com. And the Facer Law Office invites you to attend their free seminar today at 1.30 at the I-Hotel. The seven secrets you need to know to protect your home and assets from the cost of long-term care. Learn about the law that completely changes the rules and much more today. 1.30 at the I-Hotel. Call the Facer Law Office 337-1111. All right, uh, let's get to our guests here. How are you? I'm doing well. Introduce Thank you. yourself. My name is Monica Sammy, and I am the co-producer of CUTC's Grease. And for mm-hmm. remind people what CUTC is. The Champaign-Urbana Theater Company, and mm-hmm. this is our 13th annual Kathy Murphy student production. And this is going to be going on starting tomorrow? Tomorrow night, yes, through this weekend and next weekend at the Harold and Jean Minor Theater at Parkland College. All right, and we will get to the particulars of tickets and when to uh, come to the show and all of that. Beautiful. But uh, why don't we introduce... And there's a couple microphones. Just real quick, start over here with the blue check shirt and uh, tell us who you are and what uh, what role you play. My name is Liz Morris, and I play Marty Maraschino. Hi, my name is Katie Wittrick, and I play Sandy Dombrowski. My name is Grace Brown, and I play Jan. My name is Ruth Zelke, and I play Rizzo. My name is Natalie Daptula, and I play Frenchie. The Pink Ladies. Yes. You're not wearing <laughs> pink today. You're going to be wearing pink, though, in the show, right? Yes. Absolutely. And who's our keyboard man back here? You can... Hi, my name is Cameron Cornell. I'm the co-music director along with Liz Martin. Okay, very good. Good to have you guys here. Uh, 
Give us, Monica, the quick story for people that don't know. For people who don't know Greece. The Cliff Notes version of Greece. Set in 1959 in Rydell High. Um, It's just basically about finding yourself and love in high school (laughs) and the gangs that are involved with that. Of course, we have the the pink ladies. And in the movie version, you may know the boys as the the T-Birds. But in uh, the musical version, they are actually the Burger Palace Boys. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, we have a couple of uh, songs we're going to perform here to give people a sample. Yes. Uh, Tell us what's up first. We have Freddie My Love, which is, uh, we have Liz Morris. Um, It's her beautiful big solo with uh, the awesome Pink Ladies as backup. (laughs) Okay, anytime you're ready, Maestro, you can hit it. Touch while you're away. Hearing from you can make the day so much better. Getting a souvenir or maybe a letter. I really flipped over the gray cashmere sweater. Freddie, my love. Freddie, my love. Freddie, my love. Presents make me think of you. Give yourself a hand. You're, you're your own audience. Yeah. How long have you guys been rehearsing? 
forever. Is yeah. that right? Yeah. <laughs> Since uh, the beginning of May, hasn't and, it been? And our performers are just in high school, just out of high school? Both. Part, Actually, yeah. we have um, 16 different schools in the area represented with our mm-hmm. cast of 50. And yes, they ra- range in age from 11 to 18. All right. We're going to take a quick break. <laughs> we are got another song coming up. We'll tell you how to get tickets, when, and all of that. But first, this quick timeout. We're back on uh, Penny for Your Thoughts, News Talk 1400 DWS, visiting with the uh, CUTC, Champaign-Urbana Theater Company. Their presentation of Grease coming up June 14th through the 17th. We'll give you the times here in just a moment over at the Harold and Jean Minor Theater over at Parkland here on the 40th anniversary of Grease, uh, the movie. Of course, Woods Basement Systems is one of our sponsors. They've been around since 1986, long before anybody in this room was born, except for me. But they've helped 55,000 homeowners uh, foundation walls, of course, can be a problem. Leaks, mold, pests of all types and smells, especially once you get the air conditioner cranked up. So make sure you take care of that and uh, get your uh, home investment protected with these cracks. They can be found inside on drywall, outside in masonry. They've won all kinds of awards for their work. The folks are Woods Basement Systems. And uh, get a free estimate. won't cost you anything to find out what's going on. 888-935-4333 or go to woodsbasementsystems.com. All right, Monica's with us, and uh, you tell us again, give us the times. When is the uh, Grease show? When can? How can people get tickets? So this weekend, Thursday through Saturday, performances are at 7 o'clock, Sunday at 2, and then next weekend as well, Thursday through Saturday, 7 o'clock, Sunday at 2, with our closing performance. Tickets are available at cutc.org. All right, and... Uh, Tickets are how much? $14 for adults, $12 for students and seniors. Okay, and it's, uh, and it's a great theater, isn't it? The minor it's a theater. fantastic theater to yeah. work in. Yes, it's beautiful. The it's sound really and great. acoustics all good? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very good. <laughs> all right, we're with our uh, crew here, and uh, what's our next song? Our next song is a very, very special song. It's hopelessly devoted to you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sung by our very own Sandy. <laughs> okay. Guess mine is not the first heart broken. My eyes are not the first to cry. Not the first to know there's just no getting over you. I know. for me to do I'm hopelessly devoted to you but now there's nowhere to hide since you push my love aside I'm out of my head hopelessly devoted 
nice. Hopelessly, that's one of my favorite songs. Are you still going? More to come? No, you can go ahead. I thought he was done. That's Keep singing. Great. No, it's great. That's good. Okay, very good. Well, uh, so tell me about playing Sandy. What uh, What um, have you learned about, I guess, playing that role? Um, I guess I've learned a lot about myself, too, because I thought I was, like, originally really similar to Sandy, but I'm definitely not mm -hmm. because <laughs> I am a very, like, goofy person, and mm -hmm. she is not like that at all. <laughs> so, yeah, I've definitely learned that. Now, she had a little bit of an accent. Right? Yes, and in the do, movie. Do you, yeah, in the movie. Do you you don't try to? I don't do the do accent that. no, because um, the musical version came out before the movie, mm -hmm. and they did that because Olivia Newton-John was like so popular. Yeah. So yeah. Did you had you know about her before this? Uh, Sandy. Play before Sandy. Yes. You, you knew well much about her then. Oh, yeah, definitely. She's been yes. around quite a while. All right, I think we have time for one more. Is it a couple, Wonderful. two, three minutes. Oh, that's we have great. Time. Yeah, yeah, so let's set this ahead. up. This will be Ruth Selke, who recently graduated from Judah Christian School in Champaign. She'll be headed to Milliken next year as a freshman. Yay. And she'll be singing for us, Look at Me. Okay. Sanity. There we go. <laughs> Rizzo, right? Yes. There you go. Look at me, I'm Sandra D. Virginity won't go to bed till I'm legally wed. I can't, I'm Sandra D. Watch it. Hey, I'm Doris Day. I was not brought up that way. Won't come across even Rock Hudson. Lust his heart to Doris Day. I don't drink oh. or swear. Oh. I don't rat my hair. Oh. I get ill from one cigarette. <coughs> Keep your filthy paws off my silky drawers. Would you pull that stuff with a net? As for you, Troy Donahue, I know what you want to do. You've got your crust. I'm no object of lust. I'm just plain Sandra D. No, 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 Saminio. I could never stoop so low. Please keep your cool, now you're starting to drool. Bongool, I'm Sandra D. All right, very nice. Give yourself a hand. And I got to ask you guys real quick before I let you go, just your favorite song from the music from the Grease Lightning. Grease Lightning. <laughs> it's raining on prom night. Uh, okay. Grease Definitely Grease Lightning. All right. Yeah, Grease Lightning for me too. Uh -huh. I really like Mooning. <laughs> yeah. All right. What about our director here back here? You have a Honestly, favorite? Honestly, hopelessly devoted gets me yeah, every time. It gets me too. I love that, Monica. And she you? sings it so well. Yeah. Um, my favorite. Oh gosh, I really like the hand drive. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, no one in the yeah. band does. That's yeah. all. I, see, I always like Beauty School Dropout too. Beauty I just, School Dropout's I just a great one. And who do we have here with us? Who, oh, uh, this is Estella Sammy. She's mm -hmm. in the um, Beauty School Dropout Ensemble. Oh, okay. And uh, she's hanging out with us today. She just happens to be my daughter too. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and she's uh, helping out. So. All right. Well, good to have you here. All right. Anything else we need to know? Our tickets again. Uh, uh, Cutc.org. Cutc.org. Should they call the Parkland Theater? Can they do that, or do they need to? Uh, it will definitely need to be online, or you oh. can call um, our uh, well. Online is, online best. is the best way <laughs> yes, to go. Cutc.org. Yes. All right. We and also have tickets for sale at the at the door. At the door. You can go to Absolutely. the door, and that's at the Parkland Theater, and uh, it's. 
I'm trying to think of what end of the campus that's on. Oh, you're going to ask yeah. me for directions. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's tricky. Yeah. 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 Duncan entrance is better. Duncan entrance is better. Okay. It's right there when you pull And you it get sure tickets is. at the door. Absolutely. So very good. It's a beautiful theater. I've been in there, <laughs> it so it's is really nice. Lovely. So, hey, congratulations on this. <laughs> Thank you so you're much. You're doing it two weekends then, right? <laughs> two weekends. Yeah, so that's but right. Starting tomorrow night at seven. Opening night. Hope to see you there for and, opening night. <laughs> and the evening times are at seven, and Sunday at two. Absolutely. Right? Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Good luck. What do they say? Break a leg? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Break a leg. All right, leg. back to wrap up the show for today in a moment. Penny, for your thoughts, glad you're with us today. Thanks again to the uh, cast from uh, CUTC, their presentation of Greece, starting tomorrow night at 7, running through the weekend, and uh, they'll have some more next weekend. CUTC.org, a place to uh, get tickets for that. Always good to see the young people and their performances. They did a great job here in our uh, studio, our expanded new studio downtown. Works a lot better. All right, uh, busy show. Thanks to the governor of Illinois for being on with us today. Also to uh, Dan Walsh. Had a text in. It says, if your smoke alarm went off every time somebody lit a cigarette, it would be worthless. There's a certain level of sensitivity for everything. When there's not, we end up like California with a warning on everything and all warnings being ignored by sensible people. So that's a late text that came in in regards to the uh, siren discussion a little earlier. All right, tomorrow we're going to have mostly open line time. We will have, near the end of the show, uh, Linda Morehouse is going to join me from the University of Illinois. And uh, we've got, again, coming up, and you may have heard the promos. I think Ed had a promo running, and we'll have some more as we go along. But uh, the Ice Cream and Independence coming up uh, on July 1st at the uh, Virginia Theater, and we'll have uh, more on that with Linda Morehouse. Uh, Jim Turpin will be a part of that uh, show, we understand, and uh, we've done this uh, the last several years. I know Ed always enjoys being a part of that, and Jim will too. That'll be uh, on Sunday. We'll preview what's going to be done there uh, coming up tomorrow late in the show about this time tomorrow but otherwise we'll have open line time friday open line the first hour and then we will have a father's day show for you in the second hour on friday heading into father's day weekend so we'll look forward to all of that we'll tell you more about that when we have all the details worked out all right it's been a fun show today thanks to everybody for being with us and thank you for your input phone calls emails and texts been a fun busy couple of hours here on Penny for Your Thoughts. Rush Limbaugh's show coming up a little later. Listen for Sports Talk later on, heading into the big gala weekend for the U of I in Chicago. On WDWS, Champaign-Urbana, it is 11 o'clock at the Tone. Have a great day. <laughs>